Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 107, and it is another one of our craft episodes. And today, we're going to be focusing on short fiction, which is really exciting and interesting. (laughs) Yes. Definitely an area we have a variable amount of experience and comfort writing in. So I think it'll be interesting to have a bit of a chat about it. Yes. Coming in very much from the newbie angle. (laughs) Yes. But it might be helpful for some people, though. Yes, I agree. But before we jump into that, we should give you guys a bit of an update about where we're up to with our writing. So, Ashley, how has it been? I haven't done too much of the editing this time around. We've been, well, I've been very busy getting the writing anthology, I think I've mentioned before, sorted for publication. So a lot of editing and just checking for general mistakes and sort of helping out with that and planning the book launch, which is quite exciting. Never been to a book launch because we didn't really do a book launch for ours. So (laughs) it will be quite, well hopefully be quite good next weekend or whenever it is so very very busy on that front yeah but yeah what about you Sarah I have started properly editing darkness centers free which was exciting I was like oh yes now I can like sink my teeth into it now that I've made all the comments and like you know identified the problem areas now let's go through it fix the problem areas <laughs> yep. and I'm still really just on the first and second page <laughs> I was about to say how did it go did it the novelty of it wear off quite quickly well I mean because you know you want that first chapter in particular to be like shining and amazing and perfect and so I've been spending a lot of time on it and then like fiddling with it and then there's like this this memory that's like quite a fun kind of thing for it but at the same time it's like a bit of an awkward spot so I'm kind of like do I get rid of this memory or do I keep it or what do I do with it I'm leaning on keeping it but it's just trying to integrate it properly is a challenge yeah yeah, that's where I'm at. And did you find that it's been like more challenging than you thought it would be or? Yes and no. I have reorganized it a little bit. So it used to start with this memory, which was not a strong start really. And then it would like get into like what they were actually doing. Right. Whereas I'm like, okay, no, we can't start with a memory that doesn't work. <laughs> Probably a bit confusing as well. I feel like it would work if you were like, I don't know, doing it like a first book or something, or just especially where we left the last book. It's like, <laughs> okay, no, no, we left like a cliffhanger. We can't just like start with this random memory. <laughs> yep. 
It's like delaying the payoff of the cliffhanger even more. (laughs) Here's this memory that you may or may not realize is a memory. And then we'll go back to where they are. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the the start's a lot stronger, although I'm, yeah. I'm always like find it challenging to decide exactly where to include the setting. Like, you know, do you mention setting like within the first sentence or do you like delay the precise setting to like further down in the paragraph like you know what I mean Mm, yes (laughs) it's interesting it's just yeah and I think that's like a stylistic choice to an extent so yeah and kind of where it fits as well within the like events that are happening and how important it is for it to start you know to like tell you exactly where they are exactly so it's getting there it's getting there (laughs) I feel like this is going to be a long edit process yeah I've like (laughs) mainly edited like the beginning part I've just highlighted a couple of sentences like maybe I want to change this sentence (laughs) that makes sense shall we jump into the main part of this episode now then yes yes okay so, like we mentioned in the beginning, we're going to be talking about writing short fiction. And for these two craft episodes, I thought we would first start with, I guess, sort of some definitions and I guess the more technical side a little bit of writing short fiction. And in the second half, we'll talk about our experiences of dabbling <laughs> in short fiction. And I guess coming from a long form background and trying to move into trying some more short form fiction and how we found it so I think that hopefully people will be able to get a little bit of insight from that hopefully yeah we shall see but anyways before we jump into, I guess the more meaty topics I thought we should have a bit of a chat about the types of short fiction that there is because there's quite a few types and definitely worth going through them briefly so Sarah so to start off when we're talking about short fiction it can take a number of forms as Ashley just mentioned um, from a short book to a few sentences all of these works can be classified as a form of short fiction and despite this variety uh, short fiction is generally broken down and defined by word count Um, it's worth noting that There are no universal rules to short fiction or fiction in general that everyone agrees upon, but there are four main types of short fiction. So there's novellas, novelettes, short stories, and flash fiction. So novellas are generally around a 20 to 50k word mark, although it can be a little bit varied. And they're considered the longest form of short fiction they give writers the ability to write an expanded story with well-developed characters and description while still having the benefits of a short and condensed story so common genres where novellas are popular can be romance sci-fi and fantasy the novelette on the other hand is usually around seven and a half thousand to twenty thousand words and originally Novelettes had a romantic or sentimental undertone, but they're now accepted in in all genres, and they're probably the least common form of short fiction. 
They're like an awk- in the awkward zone. <laughs> they are. And it's interesting because like I know that sometimes short stories can also be classified quite long. So I think there's a bit of an overlap between yeah, like, the smaller end of... That yeah, can go to like ten thousand words, which or is even the- twelve thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen King's short stories. I was like, this isn't a short story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a novelette. Anyway, <laughs> you want to continue, yeah. Ashley? So the most common narrative form that people associate with short fiction is likely the short story. So these are, again, like we've talked about, variety of word length, but generally between a thousand and seven and a half thousand words in length though we just talked about how some can push into the ten thousands but yeah that that would be a very long short story (laughs) i feel like you would need two chapters almost for that (laughs) part one part two Mm, i do think people tend to divide them up in interesting ways if they get a bit longer but (laughs) yeah i haven't had too much experience of reading short stories either so I have and I haven't. Not long ones, not long ones, I guess. <laughs> Probably because and apart from too my long. Yeah, exactly. Apart from my brief foray into reading some of Stephen King's ones. You open it and, and you're like, like this I don't have way. time for this. <laughs> okay. So due to the word count sort of restriction around short stories, they usually focus on a single event or incident and have a small handful of characters uh, in the story. And generally, they're considered standalone and not written as like a series of short stories. But however, you can obviously have like interconnected short stories. And then when you write them in that way, they're termed a story sequence. I was like, oh, (laughs) yes, which makes more sense because I was like, a series of short stories feels like a book. Yeah, because really (laughs) it's just a bunch of chapters. Yeah, that might be a really simplistic way of looking at it, but that was sort of where my mind went. And I was like, I feel like it would just be a book. So yeah. So the the fourth and final category of short fiction is flash fiction. And I'm not going to get into that too much because there are so many different types of flash fiction. It's broken down into like 10 different categories. Now that's way too much information. <laughs> so flash fiction is usually up to a thousand words and can be well, basically as brief as the, they're usually competitions is what I've kind of noticed. I guess as brief as the instructions tell you that they are. Yeah. And usually in flash fiction, they, despite their brevity, they usually have a very compelling storyline with like still a beginning, middle and end and some sort of twist or surprise ending which I always find really impressive when I read them because they're so short, but they're always like just so interesting, like something really unexpected happens or they're just written in a really fun way. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So hopefully that's a good overview of the types of short fiction that there are. And I thought next we could, I guess, give a little bit of a background into what types of short fiction that we've attempted to write or thought about writing or have written so Sarah so I've only ever written short stories I can think I don't think I've ever like sometimes I've I guess I've occasionally written something that can be considered flash fiction but only ever for myself and I wouldn't call it 
I don't know that it comes under the definition because that doesn't necessarily have a beginning, middle, end. <laughs> it's just like random pieces of writing. Maybe it falls in the one one of ten subcategories of flash fiction, potentially, that I didn't go into. Yeah. Um, I think other forms are interesting, though. And, yeah, I'd like to try them out. But, mm, yeah, it's always a time thing, I think. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Like you, I've only also ever written short stories as well. I have done a lot of editing and critiquing of flash fiction, though, recently, especially with the anthology that I'll talk about later. It's about 15, maybe more, flash fiction um, entries in there. So I've done quite a bit of critiquing in that. And sometimes in our writing group, they'll do like a flash fiction, like writing prompt or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done See, quite a few of those too. But even then, <laughs> I can't. I've technically written flash fiction, but it has, like, that's not the purpose of the writing that I've done. Like, the purpose in my mind, it, it's to be expanded longer. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what I was like. Yeah, I feel like I've I've done it but not like formally and certainly not tried necessarily to have a compelling beginning (laughs) storyline or anything. Like, you know, obviously you always want your writing to be compelling, but like it's not like it's got a message or anything. (laughs) Because usually it's just like from a prompt and it'll be like, here's a random story (laughs) that I thought up in like five minutes. Blah. But then my mind's always like, okay, so like what could I turn the story into and is never really satisfied with just the like 300 words that are down. I'm like, well, you know, (laughs) in like three chapters time, like once we've established this, we can like, this can happen next. So, yeah. As for novellas and novelettes, I think as well, you'll probably come to, um, understand from some more when we're, we're chatting I always tend to I guess automatically go for like the novel sort mm. of length so I think I would really struggle with the novella length because what's well, so close to a novel you know like I could just make it the novel yeah but I feel like there's a different purpose well you know there's a different purpose behind them but I think if you started out like intending to write one, because that the the storyline's generally a bit simpler. But anyways, we can discuss all of this <laughs> as we go in, as we go further into the discussion. I'm jumping ahead. So I thought it would be interesting to sort of talk about the reasons for writing <laughs> short fiction. So and kind of from the publishing perspective as well because to be honest I don't think I've ever read a novelette I've read one novella I studied it for English by my own choosing I found a novella <laughs> and read it you were probably like it for English. Yes, this one will be a quick short. one to like jam in there <laughs> yeah it was quite short and very literary as well so that's why I had chosen mm-hmm. it for English so I thought I guess from either traditional or self-publishing perspective what do we think the benefits are for publishing novellas or novelettes, Sarah? So I kind of was like looking at it and I was like, yeah, there are benefits to publishing and I'll go into that. But I also feel like I 
wanted to discuss the the benefits that aren't just necessarily publishing, which to me, like there's a lot of benefits creativity wise. For example, I was reflecting on our progress with the ancient Greece book, which has kind of stalled for the moment. And we kind of just tucked it away um, without even really discussing it. We were just like, we needed a break and we kind of just <laughs> went off on this tangent of editing. Okay. <laughs> We are like way over a hundred thousand words through that. We're book. so close to finishing, but you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. But I do think that maybe it might have been useful to work on like a novella together, like a side story plot thing for like one of like maybe our teen fiction or something that could have been good as like a palate cleanser before diving into a d- another huge project. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that might have been like a good point to like just have a bit of fun with something that, you know, doesn't have to be like hugely long. We're not like, you know, keeping an eye on the word count, like, oh, it's going to be this long. And just like we kind of did it a little bit with the short story, but I think we possibly could have looked into it a little bit more. And maybe that's something we could look at in the future for kind of just doing something a bit different and a bit more relaxed before moving on to like the really big projects again (laughs) yep and I think that's also tied to the reason for publishing novellas is that it can make sense too for those readers who want something that's a quick read in between like their longer reads and it can also be a great way for readers to learn whether they like your writing style before committing to something longer Um, so like if you have a couple novellas available and you know they're a little bit cheaper than your your full length novel works or potentially you know used as a free promotion that people can kind of get a taste of it and be like oh yeah I really like the style that this writer has I'm gonna try something a bit longer next time Um, so I think that can be a good thing it can also be interesting to explore other side plots that might have been brought up in your novel and like different perspectives that you might not have focused on um, so you can get to know other characters in greater detail by making kind of companion novella series I kind of like that angle to it as well how about you Ashley I was just thinking about the companion novella series I was like I like it (laughs) yeah I mean we've kind of discussed doing it a little bit with our teen fiction with like one character but yeah I don't know in some ways like because that character like now that I'm thinking about it more, that character is actually, I mean, he comes in a bit later in the series, but he's a part of the book series. So in some ways I would be looking at like taking a character who doesn't have a perspective and then like yeah. making a side series from that. Maybe so some I don't know. Price of Pandemonium characters. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? So I was thinking that novellas and novelettes are quite more I think genre dependent to start with I think they used to be but I'm not so sure they are that much anymore especially because series is like so common now because writers realize they can capitalize on something even in movies I noticed (laughs) we were looking at like cartoon series recently because we're looking for something like quick and easy to watch that's not like gonna be like awful for my daughter who's often awake when we want to watch tv so we can't watch any like 
horrific things like Stranger Things is off the list for a while and <laughs> stuff like that. So we were like, oh yeah, we'll watch like a cartoon. And then <laughs> my husband's like scrolling through like the list on like Disney of like, because we've got, we have Disney as one of our streaming. We've got a lot of different platforms, but he was like, what do you want to watch? And I was like, something that's not like an offshoot from like a movie series. <laughs> And it like cancelled out like the majority of series yeah. that were on there. I was like, there's a lot of series that are like offshoots from movies. And I think like it's a similar thing with like the novellas and novelettes is that it's becoming more popular. But, you know. So, well, it's not necessarily a good thing. I think it's because, you know, people have limited time and are getting more and more impatient kind of yeah. in the world that we're like living in now is very like now 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 so like novellas <laughs> yeah. and novelettes are becoming more popular because it's like oh i can like whip through this in a day i've been very anti spin-off tv series from movies <laughs> same <laughs> like i've been real angry about them and like haven't i like refuse to watch them i'm like no some no, of them i, I think care. are interesting and others i'm like mm, no you're <laughs> just stretching this too far yeah yeah i've been struggling with that recently but Back to novellas and novelettes. <laughs> Long side story there. Sorry. I think by saying that they're suited, I think they're suited better in some genres than others. For example, I think YA is a really good genre for novellas. Yeah. A lot to do with the word count and the audience that you're kind That's of true. servicing. Same yeah. with romance. You know, the people that love romance also love those like little kind of short stories and often romance novels are novel novellas <laughs> like getting confused yeah. between all of the words <laughs> um, so I think that can help influence your decision on what you're doing with your novella slash novelette in the first place yeah I also think that I guess it depends kind of what you want to achieve with your novella like obviously we've talked about using them for like promotion and things like that but is the point of your novella to just be like a standalone novella like I don't know how <laughs> haven't really thought about how well that works it feels like it's better to kind of like you said have it as a companion rather than mm. just a novella on its own but then I don't really know I've never written a novella <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> I think it just depends on what you want to do with it and I think like I was saying before, you know, they tend to be simpler plot lines. So like, you know, like a novel, you've got like your main plot line, but then you've also got like side plots A, B and C happening at the same time. I feel like in novellas and novelettes, it's more like just the one main plot line that you're dealing with rather than in like, well, short fiction in general, that it's really just like one plot line. I mean, I you probably could have like a couple of tinier plot lines and novellas and novelettes but then yeah I feel like then it, they start getting long <laughs> yeah exactly so then it becomes novel kind of area rather than <laughs> novella and novelette so I think if you're just looking for like something simple and not that's not like branching off into a million directions then they can be kind of good from that perspective I guess yeah, it makes it does make sense. I've noticed kind of like thinking on the spot. I'm like, I don't know. 
it's like backwards to how my mind works because my mind's always like more complex (laughs) i'm just like how simple can we make this how how easy can i get by with (laughs) i'm the opposite i'm always just like either trying to fill it out to get to the novel kind of status or (laughs) the lazy in me wants to be like yeah one sounds like one plot line sounds doable yeah i like that (laughs) I feel like they'd probably suit me quite well. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I thought we could have a similar conversation about short stories and flash and flash fiction. For some reason, I was going to say fat fiction. Flash <laughs> fiction. Oh, dear. And I guess maybe talking about the best way to publish this these types of short fiction. Because they're a little bit yeah. different. So short stories can be published in anthologies and magazines. Flash fiction can also be published in magazines and have some benefit in helping you get noticed for your writing if you want to go the traditional route. I think it's easier to find competitions to enter for short fiction and begin building a resume by winning awards. I noticed when I was reading Stephen King's book on writing – I noted that's how he got his start was by publishing in magazines and it's a little bit of a different world nowadays because you know people don't generally pick up like physical magazines on writing unless they're like really specifically looking for that but you know there still are a lot of like online kind of magazines and stuff that's out there and there are still publishers out there who are looking for short stories um, to include in that kind of format so it is something to explore and to maybe think about. Like I know horror and especially that genre has been like a lot of people get, or not a lot of people, I guess, but like I've, I've heard several writers like Stephen King who have gotten their start through short stories. And I can kind of see why when I've had the experience that I had was dabbling in short stories and horror. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like, you can see how like it's a good place to build from. Yeah, people <laughs> yeah. see the appeal. But definitely starting. building your resume and like getting noticed, I think it helps if you're going the more traditional route. And anthologies can be fun to, you know, you you can include several different writers, and then it's not like it might be easier to co-write an anthology and get that out into the world, and then you're it's like less time commitment although I'm sure you can speak about like the the struggles of putting it together in the next well, podcast. Yes, the struggle is real but yeah. I do agree short stories are really versatile I think the amount of time that you put into writing one versus what you can do with them is quite high like from like you've said being able to incorporate them into anthologies or a lot of competitions that have um, you know open for short stories or even like instead of writing a novelette for your companion fiction to your series, you can write short stories, which is, you know, very similar. So I think there's a lot of options for you if you're writing short stories. Yeah. I also think short stories are really good for just dabbling a little bit in something new, (laughs) just trying it out, seeing what you think. Even, I guess, if you have an idea for a new world for a series or something, it could be quite good to you know, write a little a short story and see sort of how you feel, like what, you know, explore it a little bit. So I think that's a good place without, 
I guess looking at time versus like output reward for um, what you put in. I've got definitely less experience with flash fiction. Most of what I've seen are for either anthologies or for competitions. But I did meet someone at a conference recently who was writing a novel through flash fiction. So like every, I guess, little incident that happens in her novel was like a little um, 400 word or shorter piece of flash fiction that she had then like compiled into more of a storyline, which I thought was quite an interesting concept. Yeah. Have to, if I ever run into her again, I'll have to ask her how it turned out because she was still <laughs> in the process of writing it. But I thought that was an interesting concept to think about. So the next thing I thought we could do is, I guess, focus a little bit more specifically on short stories. There are a number of common elements in short stories that are generally featured. And despite, you, obviously, when we go through them, we'll be like, oh, yeah, but they're in all fiction. I think they're especially important in short fiction when you have like that briefer word count so I thought we could go through briefly discuss each one and basically discuss why we think it's really important to have or to focus on in most short stories Um, and we can kind of comment on when we've written our own short stories how much I guess emphasis we've put on it, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. I was going to say unconsciously. (laughs) Struggling this morning. (laughs) Um, So the first one is a really defined mood or feeling to your story. So Sarah? I do think mood is key to short stories and getting the mood across early is important to captivate your reader's attention from the beginning. I feel like if you've gone through several pages of a short story before the atmosphere builds, then you've already lost your readers because they're like, well, I've only got like this much left. Like, (laughs) what is (laughs) this? But, you know, the what is this part brings me to the next point is that I don't feel like it really has a specific direction to the story if there's not a defined mood. I think this is because it can be hard to pinpoint what the genre is without that mood. So I think that's maybe part of it. But I do think that getting it across early kind of gives your readers like a sense of like, oh, this is what I can expect from this piece kind of thing. And, oh, it's already grabbed me kind of thing. Like, let's read more. What do you think, Ashley? I would definitely agree. I think because you have less words you really have to have the mood across basically straight away because you don't really have the time to slowly build the mood and you really want your readers to you want responses from your readers faster because it's I guess shorter Um, so you really want to somehow be able to get the mood across I guess as early as you possibly can yeah and when as we'll probably into later but when I've written (laughs) the short story I wrote for the anthology that was like one of the key things that I was trying to do is like how fast can I establish this mood because you really want your readers to be kind of like dropped into it and be like oh this is the kind of story it's going to be or this Mm -hmm. isn't the kind of story it's going to be so I think you know the defined mood or feeling is really important in short stories Uh, the second point that I thought we could talk about is descriptive language and carefully choosing the language that you're using in a short story so Sarah 
this is one of the things why I think short fiction can be trickier to write. I feel like the shorter it gets, the harder it is, like the more specific you have to be about your language because you have limited words and so every word counts. I feel like especially in cases where you're maybe writing something for a competition, you know, you're usually given a word count to stick to. So you have to choose those words very carefully. And in general, when you're writing short fiction, but for other forms of writing too, you need to be concise. Um, If you're using a couple of words or, you know, maybe a whole sentence to describe something, like I always try and think about whether there's actually one single word which might serve the purpose better and get the point across more concisely and more accurately than using an entire sentence to describe something that you could say with one word. How about you, Ashley? I definitely agree. And I think it links quite well in with mood and feeling as well, because, yeah, you know, you've got a lot less words to play with. And so you really want to choose words that give the exact <laughs> description or meaning or feeling that you want, which mm-hmm. one really helps contribute to the mood or feeling of your piece, but also to try and build as much like backstory and setting and everything that you can just by a careful word choice as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's really important. And when writing my short story for the anthology, it was very front of mind as well. You're like, what word would they use like in this time period? And like really trying to pick words that stand out to like hint or show the reader like you know this is this time period or this is this time period or you know they're here they're there and um, without having to be like they were in Auckland or like and this yeah. was the year so yeah definitely really important in short stories uh, the next one to have a quick talk about I thought was a small handful of like well-chosen characters so Sarah Yeah, so you want to think quite carefully about your cast of characters. And depending on your setting, you may need more or less. But I think, you know, Ashley mentions in her little notes that having too many can be tricky to follow. And I agree with that. And I feel like you can waste precious words describing them and hinder the flow of the story if you try and include too many characters. You know, that doesn't mean you can't create the illusion of having a crowded, busy place. But what I would say would be, like, keep to a few key characters, but then consider other characters or, you know, the crowd as part of the setting rather than part of your cast. And so your description of these other crowd-like characters, not your actual characters, is more, like, entwined with your description of the setting rather of thinking of them as like specific characters in their own right, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, no, that does make sense. I really like the idea of thinking about your, um, like your crowd of characters as the setting. Yeah. Because I think, especially in short fiction, because you're only usually following one event or incident, generally you're not going to have like a cast of 10 characters involved in that one incident and when you only have like generally between I don't know 2,000 and 5,000 words suddenly trying to develop 10 characters in that short amount of time and have your readers like understand the purpose of every single one of them can be quite challenging yeah so I think having 
fewer characters that are more well developed and like specifically chosen to portray whatever it is you're trying to show is the better path and then having your crowd as the setting which I really like yeah so the fourth one is a compelling point of view um what do you think about that Sarah um, this one in particular, I was kind of like, yeah, this one's quite necessary for any story. But, you know, as always, think about who would give the best lens to tell the story. And so what's unique about them and why are we seeing the world from their perspective? What is so important about them that we need to share the story from their view? I think what's cool about the short fiction side of things is that you can play around with it if you've already got like a cast of characters in a plot. And think about how the story changes and is different from each perspective and which one is the story that you want to tell. So I think that's kind of one of the more fun parts about short stories. Yes, you don't have to write a whole novel from another perspective if you decide to change your mind. (laughs) Exactly. I think you've summed it up very well. Just knowing exactly what you want to get across from your story goes a long way to helping you choose who's best to tell the story. So yeah, I don't have much to add apart from that. (laughs) Yeah. So the next point is, I think this one is less obvious, but for, I guess, short stories, um, it's about including like experimental story elements or experimenting with different ways of telling a story. Um, So this leads on quite well from the previous point is that it's a really interesting place to experiment with short stories. And I heard a tip once that talked about having an empty document open on the computer called the sandbox, which is kind of their space to play. I don't do this exactly, but I think short fiction serves a similar purpose. So I, like Ashley, have used it to experiment with a new genre. Like I said, you know, it was it was really my first time trying to write anything like like we've we've written like tension into a lot of our stories and we've written like gory details and stuff, but it, it's more like adventure thriller than this was my first time trying to write horror. And Yeah, so that was quite interesting. And I think also you can use it to experiment with like new voices, so like a new narrative tone or feel. So basically anything that I feel a bit unsure on and want to see how it plays out without committing to a full novel, you can kind of use the short story as a place to to do that and just, or short fiction in general, just like write a small piece and then like see how it feels. And it's easier than committing to a full novel (laughs) yes if it doesn't work there's no harm done there's a lot less investment because it doesn't take months of your time no you just hide it in a drawer yep and you can easily rewrite it if you if you don't like it so you're like that was an event in my writing life that happened I'll just leave it in that drawer for a bit longer (laughs) it didn't work out but no I definitely agree I think short stories are a really good place to experiment and like you said, especially with new genres and also with different 
I guess, ways of differing how you tell stories usually from, like, a novel, if that makes any sense. So, like, if you're used to, like, one way of telling a story, it's a good place to try and practice something a little bit different without having to have massive commitment and then have your novel not quite work out the way you want it. So the final one I thought we could talk a little bit about is the ending and how important, like, the satisfying ending of a short story is. So what I found interesting was that when I was writing it, the ending didn't turn out how I had expected at all. I thought with this horror that I did that I was writing a tale with a happy ending and my character was going to make their way out of it and be okay. But it turned out to be more of a cautionary tale. (laughs) I do think the right ending is really important, but because the plot is a lot more condensed and a lot more like you're dealing with like one plot line, like we were talking about before, I think it's a lot easier to play around with different endings and find the one that fits. So I think, yes, the ending is important, but it's a bit easier to work out whether it fits and whether it's a satisfying ending or short stories. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I also think that not all short stories need some sort of like twist or surprise ending, but often they do have some sort of surprising or twisty sort of ending that people aren't. Even surprising the author. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh dear. And because you're, I think it links back to what you said, Sarah, because it's a lot shorter, you have to like, you're building up to it in such a short space of time that it can also surprise you because sometimes what you've planned out, you realize, oh, if I wanted it to be like this, it like doesn't work with yeah. <laughs> what's there. But you're just like, oh, that was, what was the point then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, you know, some of them just don't fit. Like I realized my ending couldn't be happy because that it just like, took away all point of the story yes I had a similar experience with my ending I had planned my ending to be different and then I was writing and getting closer to the end and I was like oh yeah that doesn't get across the message so sorry characters (laughs) (laughs) it's sad for you in the end (laughs) or let the readers decide kind of is mine So that brings us to the end of the first part about talking about short fiction. And next week in part two, we'll talk a little bit more about our more carefully, I don't even know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk a lot more about our experiences of physically writing our attempts at short fiction. Whether or not they're good remains to be seen, but we will talk about (laughs) it nonetheless. If you would like to be on an author spotlight episode, then you can apply by going to lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab in the main menu, and it will give you a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And if you'd like to know more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at the aforementioned website, lindersoncreations.com, or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle lindersoncreations. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. Mm -hmm.